Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Friday, it's May 6th, and this is the 200th episode of Dwell in the Word. I doubt there are very many of you, if anyone at all, who has watched all 200, but I've been there for every one of them. If you have, if you think you've seen all of them or listened to all of them, make a comment here just so you can brag about how you have endured through listening to me talk that much. But anyway, enough about our 200th episode. Instead, let's begin with a prayer from Piercing Heaven. It's Friday. Let's pray. Lord, I am hungry for righteousness, but I cannot find it, and I hope this will be my concern forever. Whatever becomes of me, I will reject unrighteousness. I pray that I will not meddle with it and will have nothing to do with it. Through your mercy, I hope to keep that prayer forever in my heart. Lord, if there be but one drop of mercy in me to show pity to others, is there not an infinite ocean of mercy in you? And Lord, you know the secrets of all our hearts. You know the desire of my soul to know your will. Whatever help you make known to me, I am ready to make use of it, that I may not be led aside into error. And if you are pleased to reveal your mind further to me, I am ready to submit to it. I would count it greater happiness than all the comforts the world can afford simply to know your mind. But Lord, as yet I cannot do this thing without sinning against you. You know it. Yet you also know that I want to walk humbly and peaceably with others in all meekness, submissiveness, and quietness of spirit. I will wait until you further reveal your mind to me. Your light will turn my spirit the way you want it to go. Amen. Okay, we are starting off First or Second Corinthians 12. We're going to read through verse 10 today. So we'll be reading 12, 1 through verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord. I must go on boasting, though there is nothing to be gained by it. I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast except of my weaknesses. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool For I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain from it, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecution, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So we have arrived in what I find to be my favorite part of 2 Corinthians. Paul has been concerned about the boasting of these super apostles. Uh, We don't know exactly what they were saying, but they were claiming to be better than Paul, and that they should not listen to Paul. Instead, they should uh, listen to them. And Paul believes they are leading uh, the people in Corinth astray. So he's been boasting about uh, these 
sufferings that he has. And so Paul says here in verse 1, I must go on boasting. Now remember, when I say boasting, what I mean is, is he is saying, look, I'm not going to brag about the cool stuff. I'm going to boast about how I am suffering for Christ. He's, He's more concerned about that than other things. And we see that here. He says he's going to go on boasting, but he says there's nothing that can be gained on uh, gained from it. But he's going to go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. Now, this is kind of a confusing part of 2 Corinthians because Paul says he knows a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Now, we don't know what all that means, and Paul doesn't give us very many details. Uh, but we have to understand that Paul is talking about himself here. He starts out saying that he knows a man, but then he reveals uh, that it's him because he's the one who receives the thorn in his flesh to keep him from being conceited because he's had these revelations and these visions, right? And so he talks about how 14 years ago he was caught up to the third heaven. He doesn't know if he was uh, removed from earth physically or if it was this was just a vision. He was out of the body. Doesn't know. All that matters is that God knows. And he he talks about this. Now, we can imply from this that these super apostles were talking about their amazing visions and their amazing revelations. And Paul's saying, look, while I normally only boast in my sufferings, I'm going to tell you here that I've had this stuff too, but you'll notice I don't talk about it. Even when I start to talk about it here, I don't tell you right away that it's even me. But he tells them because he feels as though it's important that they know that these revelations and these visions, as amazing as they are, Paul isn't as concerned about those things as he is. As he is about his suffering and, and his times of weakness. And so that is what he drives at here. In fact, he says that uh, God doesn't even want him to speak of this stuff because, you know, I, not that he's doing anything wrong here. That's not what I'm meaning. But he doesn't want him to become conceited about these surpassing revelations. And so he gives him this thorn in the flesh to remind him that he isn't the greatest thing ever. Uh, he has a messenger from Satan to harass him and and keep him from becoming conceited, that he would be reminded that that these visions aren't the end-all, be-all, that he has all this uh, wisdom, and he is receiving all this stuff from God. Instead, he wants God wants uh, Paul to be reminded that his grace is sufficient for him. For by my power is made perfect in weakness. That is that is what that is what Paul needs to understand. That's what you and I need to understand. You know. What do we see as the highest level of spiritual gain in our lives, right? Uh, Maybe having an experience at an event or having a particular emotion while we are reading scripture or in worship or while we're singing. But what does Paul draw out that the the greatest experience is? Uh, Suffering, difficulties, hardships. Uh, God's God's power, God's grace is, is made perfect in weakness, Paul says. And so we need to be reminded of this, that, that while we desire to ascend often, and, and probably most of the time, we desire to have this special ascent, it is in uh, the things that are difficult that God's power is made known to us, that we uh, show people the glory of what God is doing in our lives when we are able to endure and when God's grace is shown in the midst of hardship. And maybe you have experienced this firsthand, you know, maybe losing a loved one or or some other type of hardship that you've been able to see how God was able to work those things together that he might be glorified and, and have uh, people be able to see the power of his grace in your life. And 
So we see that that this is how Paul feels, and we can see the application here for us that this is, should be for us too, right? Because what does it say? For the sake of Christ, then, I'm content with weaknesses, insults, hardship, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am truly relying on God and not on myself, that is when I have strength. This is the exact opposite of what the world thinks. This is the exact opposite of what we seek after. But as we walk around in the world, as we desire to be Christ's servants in this world, we need to remember that in the midst of any hardship that we come across, I I like this list, weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, even calamities, right? We're to remember that if we're feeling weak, our God is strong. Christ is strong. He can help us to endure. And so as we face the things that come at us today, no matter what they are, the good stuff, the bad stuff, may we remember that it is in our weakness that Christ's power is made known, not only to us, but to those around us, that we might witness to his faithfulness, that others may hear and be built up in faith and brought into relationship with Christ. Let's close up with prayer. Merciful God, we know that your power is made perfect in weakness. We ask that we would have the strength to trust in this truth and be content, even in the midst of weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Grant us the wisdom to know that when we are weak, we are strong because we are in Christ and have been given the gift of faith and salvation through what Jesus has done for us. As we conclude another week and head to the weekend, we thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Bless us with a sense of gratitude as we remember that all good things come from your hand. Help us to love and serve our neighbor as we are reminded that you have first served us and loved us in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we step out into the world this Friday and into the weekend, may we pursue holiness, that our lives might be a living sacrifice set apart in service to you. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, that gets us through 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10. We'll pick up with verse 11 on Monday. See you then. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 